Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I'm good, Connor. For those that didn't tune in on Monday, I got a new microphone and I'm still not sure if it actually sounds good. (laughs) I, I listened to the Monday's episode for five seconds and went, no, that's terrible. But I don't come in till usually about 20 seconds into the episode. I Connor. was quite critical of myself in that <laughs> one. <laughs> quite critical. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so this is Weird News Wednesday, Sean. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. And you're about to read them all out to me, a man who has not encountered any news and is frankly living in bliss for the last seven days and this is episode 99 of weird news which means next week is our 100 episode spectacular extravaganza i've been trying to convince sean maybe to do some editing and kill himself (laughs) again (laughs) I (laughs) i do it at christmas and that's it. <laughs> that's it. And so, for the 100 episodes spectacular, we want to know what you guys want to see. We can do another another week of Weird News Wednesdays, if you want. Just uh, another eight stories from around the world. Or, we may be able to do, like, I don't know, talk about our favourite stories. We can do anything like that. Um, just let us know. Send any ideas into Twitter, Facebook. You can email us. Our email is down below. Anything to stare. Make a crop circle and send us the coordinates on Google Maps. And put a message in a bottle, throw it into the Atlantic. Whatever That'll you want to us. do. That'll Eventually, find us, lads. I'm always looking along beaches. That's <laughs> a fair play. So, um, this week, Sean, we are starting Weird News with a combination of words that I don't think I... I think it's from a sketch, but also, like, if this happened in Father Ted, it's... It wouldn't be the... It wouldn't be the strangest thing in the world and so we're starting off this week in albany where i have albany beautiful part of the world albany man rescued from lake george by priests on a floating tiki bar what were the priests (laughs) doing on the floating tiki bar party it's a party bar it's the the parochial party boat (laughs) everyone knows (laughs) come on now um, it was a choppy afternoon in the lake and Jimmy MacDonald which is such an Irish name from Albany was paddling in a kayak as Jimmy tells it he drifted away from his wife and his stepkids because he was taking <laughs> pictures with his new smartphone and in his own words not really paying attention so the way you say that seems like they drifted away like emotionally <laughs> <laughs> like he got the new iPhone and just that was it lads family have, out the window they've been sleeping in separate rooms for a few weeks now um, it's it's been, I've rough. seen it coming yeah I've seen <laughs> it coming um, as he tried to make his way back however the water got choppier and he paddled harder before he tipped over and he lost his paddle 
Oh no! no he was yeah. he was up Shit Creek without a paddle. Is what True. happened there. Um, he actually, sorry, it's Lake George. Sorry, I don't oh, know if you mix sorry. up the names there. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a local term. Uh. <laughs> he was he was in about thirty feet of water. His ill-fitting life jacket coming up over his head, and he was holding onto the kayak with one hand and his new one thousand four hundred dollar smartphone with the other. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Priorities. <laughs> Quick, save the smartphone. At that point, I think just two-hand the life jacket. Okay. You yeah. can take the hit on the phone. Just, I mean, what is your life worth? He was saying less than 1400 I mean, look, it's, it's once you know. Like, if you're comfortable with that <laughs> amount, that's fine. It's up to you at the end of the day. Someone orders his assassination by a hitman for 1500 He's like, sucker. I could have easily <laughs> gone for 1300 I would have done it for free. <laughs> Um, so he's holding on to his smartphone and he's holding on to his kayak one hand in each and he well he has to keep the smartphone because he has to take the, text his mistress he's drifted away from his wife and his kids it's a whole situation oh I forgot we were leading with that yeah I thought yeah. you were just dropping just peppering in the mistress no, no, there no um, he says people other kayakers and canoeists were passing by in the distance but the former amateur's boxer's pride wouldn't let him scream for help which I think is a bit weird. <laughs> that is not a trait you want in an emergency. No. If you're drowning, I would happily not judge you if you said, Hey, over here, I'm drowning. Connor, if death ever comes for me, I will cry like a bitch. <laughs> oh, please. Notice there I said, if death ever comes for yeah, me. Yeah, oh, not well, when. we all... <laughs> Immortality is yours, my friend. Um, <laughs> so, for several exhausting minutes... He kept trying to right the kayak to no avail, not letting himself scream for help for some weird reason of pride. But trying to right it while holding one arm on a life jacket and the other on what I can only assume is an iPhone whatever. And the only and the other one taking selfies of the moment. He's you know, he was IG living. <laughs> Kayaking gone wrong. <laughs> gone sexual, gone non-sexual. Fuck. Oh, that um, mistress got involved. Um, that's what I said. All right, I think I might die today. I think this might be it. <laughs> he came to terms with it. He came to terms with it. I prayed to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for help. And Greg, ba- so uh, that's one uh, half of the story. I forgot the second half of this story. Yes, you didn't think it was coming. <laughs> so he's praying to Lord and Jesus Christ and he's like, I need a hand here, lad. Greg Barrett on the other side is a captain for Tiki Tours. And he says a lot of things aligned that day. He typically pilots partiers, but not on this particular day. At first, Jimmy, at first Barrett saw Jimmy's paddle and then one of his passengers said they heard a call for help. So as soon as I turned the boat towards him, I realised his, his life jacket had been in the upper portion of his head and he was hanging on for dear life. They got to him. A deckhand and the passengers pulled him up on board and saved him. And that's where it got interesting because Jimmy, this is not the interesting bit, but Jimmy is a drug counsellor and a recovering addict and McDonald has now laughed about it, saying, How funny is it that I've been sober for seven years and I get saved by a tiki bar covered in, in priests? <laughs> that, I mean, that is pretty... It's a pretty good happenstance. If, like, yeah. Dad, he must... Whatever bargain he made there, <laughs> he has to stick to it now, doesn't he? Yeah, I think even if he had said, oh, I sacrificed my phone to the Lord's so I will be saved, I'd be like, more acceptable. But he gets a phone and saves it. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand it. It's like, don't save me, Lord. But if you could make a waterproof phone. <laughs> no, save my phone. Oh, no, I'm holding it. Oh, yay. The um, priests were trying to rob him. <laughs> One of them had a gun, <laughs> and, and there's another priest with a knife in his teeth. <laughs> All right, oh, kid. <laughs> what what were the priests doing on the tiki barge? Just hanging so, out. How many priests? Go on. How many priests are we talking? Uh, oh, I, in my head, it's hundreds, and not just hundreds any, t- and not just any tiki bar. It was a bar full of priests and some and Samaritans from the Paulist Fathers, a Catholic retreat on the lake. 
Jimmy prayed for help from above, and it arrived in the form of the men of, me, of men of the cloth on a floating bar. <laughs> what this is? This is bizarre. Yeah. Do, do you know, like you have in the Bible, right? We've I've thumbed through it in my day. You have like, you know, uh, raising a man from the dead. You have the loaves and the fishes, a classic yeah. miracle. A classic. Where, where does Holy Tiki Bar come in? I mean, <laughs> it, it's a combination. All I can get is the Father Ted episode with the milk truck, and they're driving Absolutely. along beside him and doing. Is there any room for another mass, Father? That's right. That's is there all anything I can say for another mass. Is there anything for to be said? Um, they watched the towering so, inferno to try and apply that to this situation. How how crazy do you think he was? He felt like he was going when you're on just at death's door, and suddenly you your head bob, bobs up from the water, and you see a boat full of partying priests slowly what? floating towards you. What if that's like once you walk through the pearly gates? It's just that it's Lake George, <laughs> and a, a tiki boat full of priests, and they're all pissed. Oh, they're hammered. <laughs> And this is the first bit. The priests and the Samaritans who are on board have no doubt that a higher power played a role in them being there. Which, I mean, I can understand where they're coming from. But where they lose me is Chris Milano, who his next line is, We're missionaries. For us, that day, that was our mission, to be present and to help someone in need. Chris, you just got drunk on a boat, came around the corner and was like, That chap's drowning, better pull him out. Now that's what I heard as well. I heard earlier on in that story. You mentioned that they heard a cry for help. Yeah. Now, I thought this man was too full of pride to ever ask for help. <laughs> I, he's gone down in my estimations now. Now that That's I think true. about it. And, and then he's dying. He asks God for help. Yeah. Oh, like, no! Save me, someone else! <laughs> save me, higher power! <laughs> Swim! <laughs> <laughs> this poor man is drowning. <laughs> and we're just taking the piss out of him. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't be so against him if he didn't keep holding on to his iPhone at all points. Do you think he's learned his lesson there? He said, no, the, the kayak was the issue. I need to get rid oh, of the kayak. I need, I'm need. i going to stop kayaking, yeah. I'm going to stick yeah. to land-based phone scrolling. I just... <laughs> very specific. But, like, the idea that this poor man was drowning and a bunch of priests just came around the corner at that exact moment... Just on a tiki bar, all pissed drunk, or like, Jesus, we may give him a hand. And then to come out and have the audacity to go, we're missionaries. It's what we do. It's like, oh, okay, Chris, come on now. Come on. Yeah, like, <laughs> anyone would have. You're yeah. not gonna, you're not gonna turn this tiki bar around and just like whistle your way out of this. Chris is like, I set up the tiki bar to save him. I knew it was going to happen. It was a saviour tiki stones bar. at that kayak for ages. <laughs> hey, everyone, there's a dead body. Let's throw stones at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that someone in need says he's committed to continuing to help others drowning in addiction. So he has said that I just take this as, this as a sign from God that he's got me here for a real reason. And I think that's nice of Jimmy to take that out of this situation. But Jimmy, this is a... This is a scenario that I don't think will ever happen again. Man drowns at that exact moment a bunch of priests come around at a tiki bar. Uh, yeah, I don't see that uh, being like a... That's not going in the training handbook for the tiki bar. <laughs> they're missionaries. Do you think they're going to take the tiki bar on the road? Not literally. <laughs> no, well... <laughs> Take it to the open ocean. He's going to take to the open ocean. They're going to come across to Europe and start solving any of our problems that involve the Atlantic. Look, they'd have people's attention is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, we're moving on to our next piece of weird news. That is, man blows up part of house in France while trying to swat fly. That is an escalation. Mm, never. Okay, I'm going to predict what's happened here. Okay. Okay. Does it involve, like, a gas stove of some kind? It because, does! Ah, no. There used to be ads on Irish TV, and it was... Uh, some dude had a parrot, right? And some someone's coming over to visit, so he locks the parrot in the kitchen. And then the parrot turns on the gas. And the parrot and has, like, an evil look in his eye when he's doing it. 
Yeah, do you remember this ad? Oh, I do remember the ad, yes. Yeah, and then uh, the, like the whole motto is that, look, it could happen. That was the motto <laughs> of that ad. Because I think the date comes over and he sets a candle and then That's the whole it, place yeah. blows up. Yeah, so I, I'm imagining that, but did he try and like explode the fly? <laughs> um, <laughs> TNT. It's the only way we can get rid of it. <laughs> um, so the man in his 80s was eating his dinner on Friday evening when he became annoyed at a fly that was buzzing around him. So he picked up the electronic fly swat and took aim at it. Because oh we've all been there. Flies are annoying creatures. That's true, especially when you're trying to sit down and enjoy a meal. You don't want the la- you don't want the fly landed on your meal. No, ah, you throw the whole no. thing out. And absolutely, um, and so he gets annoyed, and he's like, "Right, that's it, electronic fly swat," which I think is a very fancy thing in the first place. But he's like, "Going to get rid of it," and he took aim at it as he was on a- but he was unaware of a gas cylinder leaking at his home in the village. Oh God, no! <laughs> Um, a reaction, you could say, Sean, occurred between the SWAT and the gas, <laughs> causing an explosion and part of his kitchen to blow up. And uh, now you're reporting this on Weird News, so I can yes. only assume the man is all right. The blast also damaged a section of his roof, and the house is currently uninhabitable. However, Fucking hell. the man somehow managed to escape the catastrophe with just a bird on his hand. That is... I mean, there's the real miracle. Man I don't in understand. Kayak. How? <laughs> the Tiki Farah priests were like, if only we could have helped them. <laughs> it's like they're just struggling to get onto the land. <laughs> they're like pushing it along with their hands. Come on. <laughs> the, uh, I, like, the series of events there. So that gas canister must have been leaking for a while if it filled yeah. up the room. And you, like, And he was feeling very sleepy. He was, and that's why the fire was so annoying. He was trying to yeah. take a quick nap in his Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> num, 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 num. A lovely <laughs> num, num, milky num, boom. nap. <laughs> um, so the, his family are appearing the house while he resides at a local campsite. It is unknown what happened to the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote this article, thank you. Because that's what I needed. I think the fly won old man nil. I think it's, I think it's about even. Like, because to be fair, the fly is probably dead, but the fly, oh, yeah. he, he still stopped that man from enjoying his dinner. Yeah, that dinner is ruined. That is, that is, that is well done steak. <laughs> I like my steak well done. Yeah, but that's because you're a maniac. That's you know true, I mean? yeah. That's true. I like, I like char. I like. That's, that's the classic Irish mammy way. Like, just burn the shit out of it, hope for the best. That's how you know it's, like, safe to eat, okay? There'll be no mad cow disease in Sean's house. I'm full of mad cow disease. I am just so mad for cows. (laughs) God, I hate them. Uh, And leather. Leather has good qualities, actually, to be fair. Uh, That's true, yeah. It's very Um, very durable. (laughs) I think, how would you explain that to your family? Look, I was trying to swat a fly... I didn't know the gas cylinder was out, and I blew up the house. Well, like, what he might know. Until there's an investigation done, he wouldn't really know what had happened. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to swat a fly, and he's ended up, and he's just woken up in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> like, how wrong does something have to go? Like, you would not be able to process that. That just, like, no, I turned on the electric swatter, yeah. and then I woke up here. Yeah. <laughs> And you're saying it's Tuesday. That was Saturday. That's right. weird. Well, I'll just head home, so... Yeah, oh. just... Oh, no. <laughs> when he goes back into his house, he's, like, afraid to touch anything. I could literally go to sleep at any given second. I'm oh, going to be very would, cautious. That's the thing. You would never, ever, ever, ever turn on a switch again. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going back to the olden times. It's all can even candles. Even no, candles you can't do candles. Can't do can- torches. Only oh. torches. We'll just paint the light on. Paint the light on. Bl- glow in the dark walls. Why did nobody ever think of it? <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, glow in the dark paint. <laughs> that would be a great prank for somebody. 
They're just paying someone's house with glow-in-the-dark paint. Yeah, and, like, they wouldn't know. What would you do, outside or inside? Um, both. Just to oh. really make sure it comes in through the windows as well. Because once that's done, they have no... like. It's not like you can just say, oh, have it stop being glow-in-the-dark. Mm. You have to repaint it. <laughs> and that's just a bollocks. So, <laughs> we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is, detectives bust teeth for stealing nearly $300,000 worth of pistachios. They've cracked it. Oh, well uh-huh. done. What are they, yes. nuts? Um, there's oh. probably a lot of... Hi- uh, there's probably a lot of high-fiving going on in the Agricultural Crimes Unit <laughs> in <About> California. <laughs> They've never gotten the high-five over anything. <laughs> We're in the fucking Agricultural Crime... Oh, no, someone stole a tree. Um, after... <laughs> s- after s- <laughs> I don't think you know what an Agricultural <laughs> think Crime I do. is. I think I do. <laughs> Um, after some of his detectives busted what they described as an elaborate scheme involving the theft of almost $300,000 worth of pistachios and a pair of stolen tractor trailers. Oh, that that is certainly agricultural theft. Mm, Like a tree. That's, yeah, absolutely. Um, according, (laughs) According to a Facebook post from the Sheriff's Office, which starts with... Um, the words major bust in capital letters which I just think is a bit over the top it's detectives were called to set on pistachio where employees reported a significant theft of its packaged nuts the set on workers said that someone had used the name of a real trucking company to get the go ahead to pick up two tractor trailers worth worth of pistachios from the company but instead of fulfilling the order delivery, the drivers took all $297,000 worth of nuts to an abandoned property, shook all of the pistachios out of the packages, and then sold them to an unsuspecting vidu- individual in Madeira County. So one buyer bought all of that? It says one buyer, an unsuspecting individual. Bought loose pistachios out of a field? That's very strange. You would, you're at, it's, it's your own fault if you fall for that. <laughs> they don't even come in packages. Like, they would just have to put them all into the trailer, drive up to his garden and just empty them all out. As in, like, do you think they tipped the trailer up? Tip the trailer. Tip the trailer on top of his garden. It's like, here's a lot of pistachios. Well, I bet that would sound amazing, first of all. Yeah, it would. Probably um, tastes nut- pretty good for the first couple of pistachios. <laughs> for, oh, I think you'd be so sick. You'd be, be oh, <laughs> you'd be devastated by pistachios. <laughs> by the time you got to even a thousand dollars worth of pistachios, you are sick of pistachios. Yeah, me. Uh, when we used to be in study in school, uh, me and my brother used to always eat pistachios, and mm. it got to the point that we just like draw little faces on the pistachios because can't have one more. <laughs> You've had you've had all sorts of combos of pistachios and something else. Yeah, even pistachio ice cream. Not big on it. Oh, that's a bold call. It's too savoury for a sweet. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> back to you in the studio. The nut thieves were eventually located because the semi truck and the two trailers they'd swiped from a company in Fresno had real time GPS in them. The detectives, ah. the trucking company owner, and four other law enforcement agencies uh, were able to track down one of the suspects, um, Mr. Uh, Vana Singh Sekhod, a 23-year-old Fresno man, was arrested at his home and is facing charges of conspiracy, grand theft, identity theft, and looting. The officers say that they expect to make additional arrests in the coming days. And perhaps more importantly, the cops were able to recover both trailers and all the pistachios. Although who knows what will happen to all those innocent nuts. (laughs) That's true. You can't repackage them, surely, after all they've been through. Once they're out, they're out. Surely the police, they just bring them back to the station. Did... These uh, particular, like, packets of pistachios... uh, Mm. Are they in the shells or are they already shelled? It's not said. Which is worse? I think if they're already shelled, it's worse. Mm. It, like, if they're in a shell, I could conceivably see you just, like, you know, putting them back in bags or whatever. But if they're already shelled and they've just been out, no one wants that. The birds would have been at them. 
Yeah, I, and they say they got the two trailers back, but like there could be about a hundred thousand pistachios swiped off the top layer, and you wouldn't fucking know. No, like what are you gonna do? Count them? <laughs> like it's two trailers worth, okay? But one of the trailers is slightly lower than the other. Hmm. Maybe they'd weigh them. But May, um, yeah, there might be a machine to weigh them. That's a lot of nuts. Yeah, but I'm, I think... not, I'm just talking about the criminals. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, a fine joke, Connor. Oh, Eight out absolutely. of ten really stuck the landing. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. I, la- no problem. I like. No bringing in a new them. system. And you rate them immediately. No, don't yeah. even wait for the hit. Just fucking rate them. Don't, oh, don't even like comment on them as like. Oh, I enjoyed no. that. Just give yeah. them a standard rating. Yeah. Um, and it'll be nice that the agricultural crimes unit will be able to get back to all the tree crime that is, I'm sure, prevalent in California. So I'm, I'm glad that they have solved this case so they can move on to more trying matters. Uh, yes, like the giving trees nastier cousin, the taking tree. Oh, you bastard. Nine out of ten. <laughs> oh, nice one. <laughs> This is tiresome. <laughs> okay, <This> friendship. So... <laughs> yes. Um, oh. Okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Man Dial 911 sought to sell egg rolls. Did she succeed? <laughs> A Tennessee man called 911 more than 1,100 times over the what? past six weeks. A prolific misuse of the emergency dispatch system that included the suspect may asking a police operator if they wanted to buy egg rolls, according to a criminal complaint. Fuck. Okay, so this is this is someone being a dick because first of all, don't prank call the emergency services. They're busy enough. They're busy enough. They got a lot on their plate. But mm. second of all, it's like after the second week, because eleven hundred times he called. Yeah. 14 days. Oh, sorry, six weeks. Ah, oh, look, I yes. can't do the maths. But six weeks, 1,100 types. Six weeks, 1,100 times. So you're talking like two, 180 times a week, say. Right. So you're talking, what, 20 or 30 or 40 calls a day? Yeah, something ridiculous. Something ludicrous. And they would just get to the point of like, oh, it's him again. But can, I don't think you can hang up on someone as an emergency dispatcher. No, I don't think you're allowed. Just in case. Yeah, correct us if we're wrong there. Feel free to. Mm. But That might change from country to country as well. We don't know. That's true. But, like, you, uh, they'd have to listen is the, the bollocks <laughs> thing about this. And was it egg rolls every time or did he change it up? Oh, changed it up. Um, investigators allege that Hu Guyen, an 54-year-old Memphis resident, began dialing 911 from his cell phone in mid-July. By the time of his arrest yesterday, Guyen had logged 1,171 calls to 911. Jesus Though they Christ. do say he did not have an emergency. He did not. Did not. Oh, this is this this is a bad thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> frankly uh, on ridiculous. Tu- on Tuesday, Guyan called nine one one two hundred and forty one times. On Wednesday, Guyan placed thirty two calls to the emergency number. He was busy that day. One of which involved food. The suspect asked the nine one one dispatcher if they wanted to buy egg rolls, and they disconnected the line. How much joy do you get out of this? Like, D- this is why it's weird because. Like, after even five calls, you say, do you want egg rolls? He he he, hang up. Would you like steaks? He he he, hang yeah. up. You have a big butt. He he he, hang up. All the classics. Surely once you get to ten, and you're 54 years old, you think, that's it for that now. I might yeah. call it a day. It's got to wear off, like. Unless he has some kind of, like, like he's living in memento, and he has, a, like, a 15-minute memory or something. <laughs> And he's just like, oh shit, the emergency services. It's on his to-do list on his board at home. It's like, call ambulance. And he calls the emergency services and asks questions. And he just keeps forgetting and just keeps looking. He's like, oh, fucking shit. It never crosses it off. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think this is the work of a maniac. 
to call that many times for so many different things because you would have to say something every single time. Yeah, and like, he could, not to get too heavy, he could have killed several dozen people. Oh, God. Oh, no. You're right. Oh, shite. I mean, if you think of it like that, and I I think even being, even having memento disease wouldn't excuse that. As it's commonly known, memento disease. As us doctors say. (laughs) This guy's got amnesia. Him, he's got memento disease. It's even worse. It's very different. One has a whole tangled web of conspiracy aligned to it. It's mm. And the other one, he just he just forgets shit. He doesn't know. <laughs> thank um, you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Big white coat. Thank you, Doctor. Okay. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of weird news. And this is a world record attempt. Love it. Sean. Always love it. Always um, love a world record attempt. So, so you say attempt us- and not break. Um, Austrian man spends 2.5 hours in box filled with ice cubes. Too long, too cold, too small a box. That's a long time. An Austrian man beat his own record for the longest (laughs) full body contact with ice cubes on Saturday. He just likes doing it. You would have so much ice cube burn. Yeah, and also, surely when you break the record once... You don't ever want to put yourself through that again. There's no part of them that nobody's going to beat that record. Nobody wants to. Exactly. It's not like a. Uh, it, it's not in high demand mm. for for record break attempts. Like yeah. Because imagine getting your tongue stuck to like an ice cube, and then imagine that over your whole body. I I think that feels real good. What's he <laughs> What's I'm he wearing in this? Oh, Sean. Oh, Sean. Uh, Joseph Kybrill managed to stay two hours, 30 minutes and 57 seconds inside a custom-made glass box filled up to his shoulders with ice cubes. More than 200 kilograms or 400 pounds of ice cubes were needed to fill up the box. After Kybrill stepped inside wearing nothing but swim trunks. (sighs) Jesus, that's cold. Yes. Yes. And, like... When you say swim trunks, are we talking like shorts or speedos? I'm imagining I'm speedos. Sp- speedo. It's speedos. It's speedos. Okay, you're leaving a yeah. lot of like meaty flesh. Mm. And uh, you don't want there. to be wearing speedos when there's a lot of cold around. Not flattering, I would say. Not, not flattering. <laughs> not, it's really not cold to get in there, too lads. Lewd here, but <laughs> it's really cold in there, lads. You wouldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> no, like, I would. Normally, it's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, in order to fight the wave of pain caused by the freezing temperatures Cobral says he was trying to focus on positive emotions I'm fighting the pain by visualising and drawing on positive emotions so I can dampen this wave of pain he told reporters that way I can endure because it would feel like needles going into you that like that amount of cold like all at once and all over your body I don't think positive emotions is enough to get through that. It might get you through no, the first think, 10 think, minutes. Yeah. But then you're no, going to go actually, numb. No, but actually... No, yeah, but after you go numb, you wouldn't feel it anyway. Yeah. But surely doing that for two and a half hours, there must be some kind of damage. Because don't people get frostbitten, like, super quickly? I guess that's colder think, temperatures I'm thinking of, but... I mean, he's in a box that's up to his shoulders. Like, he, that's all he's in. And he's just wearing underwear. Surely you can get frostbite from that. Maybe we we don't know very much about it. We've never been to Antarctica for maybe a trek. But I'm just saying, if you were in a box of ice cubes with that many at one time, you can go numb, but surely your skin is just, like, turns to ice. <laughs> like, it just turns flaky. Yeah, like, especially, like, fingers and toes. They're the first to, like, get circulation cut off to them. Mm. You, 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 and now I was picturing him like in a coffin, but I, from what you said there, he's like standing up, kind of, is he? He's standing up in the town square of Melk in Lower Austria. All right, okay, it's for everyone to see. For everyone to see, and it, even better, the best phrasing used in this newspaper article is a small crowd of people watched on. <laughs> oh, they didn't need to say that, but they did. <laughs> Why didn't you not just say a crowd of people? No, seriously. It was just his wife, his children, and his mother. They all came down to see. Yeah. 
and they, they saw him walk up in his speedos, get into the yeah. ice, and just they had to hang around for two and a half hours. I don't think you could hang out with a man who's who's determined to stand in a box of ice. I think he just he wouldn't be good company. I don't know what the comment on the man, but he'd be spending a lot of time thinking about how can this be colder. Tends to give people the cold shoulder, all right. He, he yeah. does, yes. After being taken out of the icebox by helpers, he said that the sun felt really great on his back. <laughs> Jesse, he's a, he's a poet, this man. <laughs> he, he beat um, he beat his current his previous record by thirty minutes, and Cobra is planning to beat his old record one more time next year in Los Angeles. His oh. team said. That Cobra's personal record is also the current world record when it comes to exposing the body for ice as as long as possible. Didn't David Blaine do this for like a week or something? (laughs) No, he was in water, wasn't he? I... maybe... Maybe. Also, technically, they're they're all kind of water. Well, let's not get into that, because... Let's not get into that. If you you stay in a sauna, that's kind of water. He he spent a week in water vapour at one stage as well. (laughs) He spent a week in pure oxygen. <laughs> ah, lovely. <laughs> lovely and fresh. The um, I'm just Googling David Blaine Ice because I think he definitely did. did but also, he? he's, uh, he spent uh, 63 hours encased in ice with water and air supplied to him through a tube while he went mm. to the toilet via another tube. Interesting. He also lived in a box... Lived in a, he held his breath under water for ages. Yeah. He flew um, recently. He held a bunch of balloons over the desert. Yeah, and he flew 25,000 feet. Yeah, and now, to be fair, he is a magician. So To be fair, he is a... a, a not. A, I don't like him. <laughs> and I'm unsettled by him and his general I'm, presence. I'm un- unsettled is the phrase I was reaching for. Yes, he unsettles me. There's a beautiful moment. It's It's... He he did a show years ago, and he ends up meeting Harrison Ford in Harrison Ford's house. Oh, Harrison's not going to like him. I can already <laughs> like, tell. <laughs> David Blaine starts like putting a, a like a a sharp spike through his hand. And Harrison Ford's like, no, no, get the fuck out of my house. I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that clout. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of this. Like, he I cannot sanction your buffoonery, is what he said to him. It, it was that, but it was Harrison Ford being gruff and just being like, no, fuck off. Yeah, th- that's how Har- yeah, Harrison Ford will just say no and then just look into the distance until you leave. The oh, grumpiest man. Yeah, in, in his mind, you're already gone, so you might as well match that. <laughs> you're already dead. <laughs> He's already killed you. He's written you off. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're moving on to our next piece of weird news. And that is, man behind Jelly Belly name, hosting online treasure hunt. Winner gets a candy factory. Sorry? Yes. Okay, one main question. What the fuck Mm. is a Jelly Belly? I think a Jelly Belly is a a type of sweet. Right, okay. Hmm. And yeah. it's made in some kind of factory. Is that what you're the telling Jelly me? The Jelly Belly Candy Company is what it's called. I'm assuming they sell jelly beans. Oh my god. Connor, yes. you love jelly beans. I um, I do quite like a bit of a, of the bean. I do, yes. Um, have you ever wanted to own a Jelly Belly factory, Sean? Yes, well, god yes. Man- a thousand times, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the man... <laughs> you're looking at your chest tattoo. Yes! Finally, it's coming Finally, true. this makes sense. It says Jelly Belly owner. Well, <laughs> Mr. Sean Mead, Jelly Belly owner. Um, the man laughed at me. Well, who's laughing now? Um, well, the man behind the Jelly Belly name, David Klein, is offering people the, ja- the chance to do just that. According to a press release, Klein is getting ready to retire and wants to allow someone to win thousands of dollars. He plus their very own... <laughs> Candy factory, Sean. This is... This... Okay, clearly, someone said the Willy Wonka thing to him already, right? Yeah. Like this, do you this think one, he's seen the the 80s or 70s or 80s one, or do you think he's seen Johnny Depp? Oh, Johnny Depp. Definitely yeah. Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. Because... The, the 80s one had an element of, this is ridiculous and no one should do this. But... Mm. 
they really hammer home the point that this is the best thing ever in the Johnny Depp one. Oh, it's unreal. Like, he's just, he's just the best. And he brings Charlie in, little bucket. Fair play to him. <laughs> Fucking... Uh, now, all I can hope is that... Because it's... Uh, I don't know the details of the plan yet. But I'm assuming... You said the hunt is online? The, uh, Klein and his partner have hidden gold-style tickets in the yes. form of necklaces across the nation to host treasure hunts in each state. Good God, okay. To, now. to join the search or to, re- or to receive valuable clues, you must purchase a ticket for each state. And the tickets are a bit pricey. They are $50 a ticket. Now. Bit steep. But you're paying $50... In res- and to get back, you're getting a factory and an empire. I mean, that is a pretty sweet deal. Now, the people that do this, I think we might end up with, rather than the colourful array of misfits that we got in all of the Willy Wonka movies, Yeah, I think we're just going to end up with the rich kids who can game the system. Oh, yeah, that's no fun. There's no, there's, Charlie Bucket would have to find a 50 in the snow. That's not in this economy. <laughs> not in this economy. I think it's going <laughs> to be a whole, <laughs> It's going to be a whole bunch of Veruca salts, and we just have to. <laughs> he found a login for Revolut. That's all I have, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like it's. Uh, he gets it in gift vouchers. <laughs> yes, PayPal, <laughs> Amazon vouchers, Amazon vouchers. But oh, is for the a Kindle, weird conversion on it. <laughs> um, so. What, you buy a ticket, you pay 50 quid, you get a ticket, you get clues, you find a necklace, and if you find a necklace, you get to go on a tour of the factory and get a test of your morals? Yes, I think, or I don't know if the test of the morals is there, but I think anyone who gets a ticket will be considered. So, the biggest and best part part of these treasure hunts is that anyone who joins at least one treasure hunt will be eligible to search for the ultimate treasure, which will be the key to one of his candy factories, and an all-expenses-paid trip and education to a candy-making university, Klein said. There's a... They told me uh, that kind of university (laughs) didn't exist. Teachers have been lying to us for years. I was sitting there eating my jelly beans. Wow, I'd love to make these for a living. They said, no, become a doctor, Connor. (laughs) (laughs) Bastards. And I said, said, well, a lot of people I know do have mementos disease. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Um, Klein said that each treasure hunt is valued at $5,000, and only 1,000 people can participate in each treasure hunt. But if it's every single state, that's still a lot of money. It's 50,000 people. Yes. Yeah. Like, countrywide. At $50 a ticket. So two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, quarter of a mil. Yeah, I take a quarter of a mil. I'll I'll, I'll have a quarter of a mil there now. <laughs> Thanks and very much. I'll make actually, my own factory. Does he sign the factory over to you, regardless of like if you're good at business or not? I think you share the key. It's a it's a key share situation. Is it a thing that like it's you and then you know one of your trusted friends, and then you have to put both keys in two locks at the same time? <laughs> And then it's you the episode it. of The Simpsons when they all have the keys yes. to the treasure. It's it's exactly that, and then uh, you twist the keys, and the world like becomes jelly bean shaped. Mm. And I just I don't know. He's retiring. What are the chances they're going to get a good person for this? That's going to win. Oh, very slim, very slim. Because like. I, I think I'm just a person who would be bad at a treasure hunt. Ah, <laughs> oh, let's give up. <laughs> this is hard. And, like, there, like, I don't know, maybe it says more about me, but, like, would I really want a candy factory? I know I've got this tattoo, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think that the tattoo was a mistake. Well, I mean, look, it's fresh as hell, so mm, yeah. there's that. It's, and... Yeah, <laughs> but it did. It did get infected, and you did lose all your arms and legs. I did. It, but I you did. powered through. Powered through with the magical power of jelly beans. <laughs> I just love being an owner of a company I don't own. <laughs> what, like, what if there's one kid and he like sold his cow, his family cow, to get some some of these jelly beans? 
and then and bear with me Connor you're not going to predict yes. where this is going yeah I'm ready but his mother distraught yeah. at him having sold the family cow for quote oh. unquote magic beans she's just like oh you're an idiot takes the beans throws them out in the garden yeah little let's call him Jack Jack yeah, goes Jack. to sleep yeah w- wakes up the next morning there's a jelly bean factory outside nothing has changed there's, <laughs> there's just a jelly bean in the grass Jack's dreams are dead and now he doesn't have any milk. He, he goes to school the next day and goes, oh, look, a jelly bean, and eats it. And after that, it's done. That is all there is. It's the end of the story. Yes. I think that's a bit of a heartwarming tale. I think I want a, a ragtag group of idiots that uh, a, crazy factory only will, a crazy factory owner will one by one kill off and then sing about in but some look, sort of rhythm. He doesn't kill them. He just tries. Oh, he tries his best. Tries his he best, but they get close to death. Oh yeah, like he's going to make sure you see the light, but he's going to drag you back at the last second just to let you know he has the c- control. There like I could have th- killed you. Exactly, yeah. There's a theory as well that uh, my favourite movie, Snowpiercer, or one of my favourite movies, uh, is the direct sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I always go back to that one tweet uh, I seen on Twitter, and it was some guy going. Um, it was like a conversation between two people, and um, it was Charlie and Grandpa Joe walking out of the factory. And it's just like a lot of deaths for a tour, a lot of deaths for a tour. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like more than you would expect. I even one is too many. I think it's very bad. Yeah, like on a um, bad day, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news. That is Papayon, Europe's most wanted bear, captured after 42 days on the run. Did we hear about this bear? We didn't hear about this particular bear, Sean. Different he escaped on t- the 27th of July. Oh, not that day of all days. Yes, 42 <laughs> days he has been on the run. And, um, and so... He's been caught. What's he been up to in his forty-two days on the lamb? Oh, he's he's uh, he he's been he's been on a tear. I would say um, he's been got? on a bear. Um, oh, code, six out of code ten. Named, ah, shut up. <laughs> code named M forty nine. Um, the one hundred and forty nine kg twenty three stone bear fled from the Castellar Centre on the twenty seventh of July after climbing over its enclosure. Which had been which had been reinforced following previous escapes. Ah, see, they um, reinforced it, but they didn't add a fucking roof. <laughs> um, the bear was the most wanted bear in Europe and considered an escape genius. They say <laughs> Italian. Italian authorities compared the bear to Papayon, which I'm definitely mispronouncing. Um, a character. Uh, yeah, please. Hey, there you go. Um, <laughs> And an order for the bear's capture was issued in June 2019 by the president of the Treddo province, Maurizio Fugatti, who declared that the animal was a risk to humans after it had been seen close to inhabited areas. The first escape of the bear took place on the 15th of July 2019, when M49 managed to climb over three electric fences and a four-metre-high barrier at a wildlife enclosure in the northern Italian province of Trento before disappearing into the woods. This is... This is like the Tom Cruise of bears. Yeah. Because it's doing shit that it has no business doing. It'll never (laughs) stop. It broke both legs on on both fences. Yeah, it's going to space, is, is yeah. its next plan. <laughs> On that occasion, the authorities granted permission to rangers to shoot the bear if it came close to inhabited areas. The fact that the bear managed to climb over an electric fence with seven wires at 7,000 volts demonstrates that this specimen is dangerous and a public safety problem, they said at the time. I mean, he's dangerous. He's also, like, fucking rad, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Um, the animal has has been impl- implicated in the killing of livestock. Now, nobody has any evidence that he did it. He's been implicated in the killing of livestock. He was captured on the 29th of April, but remained in captivity for only two months before escaping again. After its recapture, its enclosure was reinforced and the bear was fitted with a radio collar to monitor its movements in case of another escape. 
it was all in vain as the bear had become a symbol of freedom <laughs> and a champion <laughs> of the force of nature over humans managed to escape again on the 27th of July and remove its collar making its capture even more difficult he knew enough to take off the collar yes how do you take it off? Surely you need, like, thumbs. Ah, uh, look, he's grown opposable thumbs as well. It's not said, but I'm reading between the lines. It was part of his plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at his hands grow. Come on. Um, its time on the run came to an end on Monday, around the area of Lagori, after the animal was caught in a so-called tube trap, a device commonly used to capture bears, according to a note from local authorities. But its capture had incurred the wrath of environmental groups, which have vowed to take legal action in order to free the bear. Um, It's their saying that the accusations against the bear are unfounded. (laughs) (laughs) He at least escaped. We can all agree on that. Yes. But he didn't didn't kill anyone. No, not that they can prove. Mm, Exactly. Do you have evidence? No. Do you have fingerprints? Don't think so. All we've got are these picnic baskets. (laughs) So, they're saying that they need to save the bears. They are, we are their voice and we will fight to, we will fight until M49 is free. Um, According to WWF, M49 is not dangerous at all, insofar as it has not shown aggressive towards humans. Um, Papayon is an animal which in the past has only caused damage to infrastructure at the zoo, and for this reason it needs to be monitored, not locked up. Papayon's capture comes after a young male bear attacked a police officer in Italy last August, so we feel like this could be... Maybe on their minds. Maybe they're taking it out on him, even though he was not there. That's true. Is this some kind of bear profiling going on? Mm. Yeah. Just because Um, he escaped and went on a rampage doesn't mean he's going to kill any humans. But again, (laughs) why take the chance? Why take the chance? Yes. Because a bear shouldn't be around humans. And look, I'll come out and say that. That's what I believe. <laughs> Racist. Okay. Ah, no. Ah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're saying bears can't just live their lives beside us, one by one, just mm, going to work and picnic know. baskets? <laughs> the, like, the picnic baskets aren't the, my major concern, it's the claws and mm. teeth. Yeah, that's true. And they are big, they're, they're massive. Yeah. Bear, that, that's true. that bear alone, that's a youngish bear, and that's 23 stone. And he's after escaping multiple times over multiple electric fences. With multiple thousands of volts in them. Yeah, he, he's very strong. So he's been finally captured again. My sh- question, my Sean to you... My, my Sean to you. Um, <laughs> my question to you, Sean, is this. When does he escape again? How many days are we giving him until he gets out with a big smoke? Okay, I think... Let, let's think this through. So, first week, absolute high security, not a chance. Yeah. Second week, I imagine the same. So we're into kind of the middle to end of September at this point. Ah, he's changed. He's finally learning to stay. It's very nice. Yeah, no, and then lead up to Halloween, he's yeah. monitoring all the guards, and he sees they're getting all their they're getting all their costumes ready. Yeah, and, and they're too busy being a vampire, not enough looking at the cameras. Oh, and and who's that? Oh, it's a, it's it's the one guard who's a big fan of the Revenant, and guess what he's dressed up as? A bear. <laughs> what I'll do is I kidnap him, steal his bear outfit, and then escape. Yeah, the bear dresses up as a bear. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's just like, oh, is that you, Ted? Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, <was> in character. Ah, <laughs> oh, Ted, you're a character actor. Fair play to you. Um, okay, so we're moving on to our last weird news story of the week, and this is Florida Man. Florida Man claims language barrier during DUI arrest, speaks fluent English to deputies before they say they're going to arrest him. Oh, so he's he's let himself down immediately there, is that what's yeah. going on? 
Um, a Miami man was arrested for DUI on Sunday after speaking fluent English to deputies, then claiming not to speak the language. Deputies pulled over Alexander Alvarez Fernandez, 29, of Miami, near Pelican Barsh Boulevard, on Airport Pulling Road, everyone's favourite pulling road. Um, <laughs> Alvarez Fernandez reportedly agreed to DUI field tests after explaining to deputies he had just come from the Havana Blue Lounge. Alvarez Fernandez attempted to walk away several times, even trying to urinate on the side of the road twice before deputies intervened. Sounds like a sober man to me. Um, Standard procedure, I think, for driving a car. According to the arrest report, deputies say Alvarez Fernandez spoke nearly fluent English throughout the entire incident, even laughing and saying, this is stupid, while while attempting the field sobriety tests. He then challenged one of the officers to a foot race to see who was faster. <laughs> and when that was denied, he claimed he could beat all of the officers in an arm wrestle if it came to it. Well, okay, so what he's trying to do there, he's trying to scare him off with feats of strength. Yeah, I'm yeah. really fast and strong. I don't think that's... Like, I don't think that works in the legal system. I don't think you just be like, okay, I may have killed those people. But if I can get from here to there faster than you can. Usain Bolt could kill 500 people. But he's like, if I can run 100 metres faster than you, you have to let me off. That's the deal. That's that's what happens, okay? Yeah. And go. (laughs) Alvarez Fernandez was handcuffed and arrested when he suddenly claimed to not speak any English reports there. When asked to take a breathalyzer test, Alvarez Fernandez reportedly said, I don't speak English. Deputies then called upon a Spanish-speaking deputy to ask him to take the test. He ignored the request, deputies say. He was then caught multiple times mumbling under his breath that he felt this was unfair, but he was mumbling in English. <laughs> no, that was, uh, look, he says he doesn't speak English. He means, like, British English. Yes, yeah, sorry. He sa- I can speak American English. You say aluminium to him, he'll be the most confused you've ever seen. Yeah, doesn't understand. Does not understand doesn't get it look it's ha- it, no look, clearly he's drunk off his out of his mind and he's trying to make the best of things right well, do you think this florida man um maybe a foot race would have i think the officer probably could have beaten him what like a trained police officer versus a drunk man a drunk man yes i don't know you can run at some well you feel like you're running at speed when you're drunk yeah, but he could be going like very slowly. They'd be like, "Wow, I'm definitely winning," and the officer's already finished. Or he could, yeah, <laughs> the officer's like there and back again. <laughs> Come on, the officers aren't sponsored to finish the run. Come on, let's do this. You can do that, like the London Marathon. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think Florida man, he needs to get his story straight if this is going to happen. Yeah, at least like, com- like commit to it, like. You don't even have to speak another language. Just don't mm. say anything and be like, mm, can't, mm, mm. You, you just, <laughs> you know, it's very hard to express over audio. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> so, Sean, that is it for this week's Weird News Wednesdays. What a week of Weird News Wednesdays we've yes. had. I tried to get another W in there. It didn't work. Okay. Um, um, will I take us out, Connor? I don't know any other W words. Uh, weird news Wednesdays. Weird uh, who weekly? Which which <laughs> which which we were writing? Oh, oh no! Yes, <laughs> kind of writing with um, wed pen. No, which <laughs> which we were writing with uh, Joe Wogan. Joe nice. Rogan. Nailed it. Is he Nailed a, oh, stop getting Joe Rogan to pick the weird news, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. As Connor said up at the top, next week is our 100th episode of Weird News Wednesday. So if you have any ideas for what you'd like to see on the show next week... Uh, you can send them to us on any of our social medias. They're all linked below. Or you can email us, heroesforair underscore at outlook.com. Uh, big thank you, of course, goes out to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. And we hope you've enjoyed your time with us. That sounded like we were hosting a dinner party. 
It did, but I, I was willing to accept it. I like Come Dine With Me as oh, a concept. Who doesn't? That narrator. Who doesn't? Right? <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's about it, Connor. I think that's it. So, um, I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. And I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.